hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q good morning this is the morning news for today thursday september 1st 2022 i'm your presenter hassan robinson here are the headlines a study found ethnicities are risk factor in people with type 1 diabetes developing kidney diseases and indicates that African Caribbean people with diabetes have a 60% greater risk of advanced kidney disease. Kevin Polius, a Bella man, was shot and killed and became St. Lucia's 45th known homicide victim, and another man was severely wounded in a gun attack. Polius is related to a 23-year-old reported missing girl earlier in July. And Shamina Begum, age 15, and two other East London schoolgirls who fled the UK and joined the Islamic State group were smuggled into Syria in 2015. Now her lawyers are challenging the removal of her British citizenship. The Big Station, Q95DA.com. The news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Rudolph Thomas Enterprises. The details of these stories and more coming up next. Rudolph Thomas Enterprise in Portsmouth, your suppliers of building materials and hardware products. Over 20 years experience in the business. Rudolph Thomas has lumber and plywood, Portland and tile cement, steel rods, galvanized and fence pipe. And Rudolph Thomas can meet all your wire needs. Galvanized roofing sheets, doors, windows, toilet sets, face basins and bidets. PVC piping, fittings and lattice. Check out Rudolph Thomas for ceramic and vinyl floor and wall tiles, nails, nuts and bolts, paint and painting supplies. And check out their line of electrical and hand tools. And Rudolph Thomas is your one-stop shop for hard-to-find items like fiberglass mat and fiberglass resin and welding rods. Go now to Rudolph Thomas on 1240 Bay Street in Portsmouth. And welcome back. First off in the news, a study found that ethnicity is a risk factor in people with type 1 diabetes, developing kidney diseases, and indicates that people of African-Caribbean heritage living with diabetes have nearly a 60% greater risk of advanced kidney disease. Kidney disease affected nearly 30-40% of people with diabetes, regardless of their type. African-Caribbean people with type 1 diabetes are at a 60% higher risk of losing more than half of their kidney functions. This study first seems to describe the impact of ethnicity on kidney function loss as researchers from universities and colleges looked at more than 5,000 people with type 1 diabetes. They found that 260 people had a decline of more than 50% of kidney functions and developed stage 4 kidney disease, an indicator of severe and advanced kidney disease. The research area needs greater funding and focuses to help form future approaches to generally personalize medicine, says experts, as persons are now entering into the new school year, encouraging persons to have a better, healthier diet and exercise, especially for the youth. Still in the local news, Mrs. Lorena Telemark, president of the Dominica Cooperative Societies League Limited, stated that the new scholarships and bursaries will benefit 22 families and empower their future. Mrs. Telemark continued by listing some of the benefits that will be included in the scholarship packages as she spoke in the Dominica Cooperative Society's League Scholarship Awards ceremony yesterday. With these new scholarships and bursaries, 22 families will be able to be impacted and their futures empowered. The scholarship comprises of 
local school fees, 100% books and stationery, uniform allowance in the first and third year, commuters allowance for students residing within half a mile radius of the school, and also 100% examination fees. This day is very exciting for all who work at the league and for me specifically. It is not just the satisfaction of having continued our commitment to honor the legacy of Geoffrey Robinson started in 1986 or Sister Alicia in 1994. And Mr. Lamarck went on to say that the Dominica Society's League Limited wants the dreams of the young people who receive the scholarship to become a reality. She offered words of encouragement to the transitioning students as well as the parents who will be affected by their children's reaction to transitioning into that process. At the league, we want the dreams of you young people and those in our country to become a reality. And in the circumstances, we are pleased to offer the scholarships and bursaries to your students. We wish you well in your endeavors and parents. Most times, the first year of high school can be quite difficult. Um, from my own experience, the first term of high school was a bit difficult in relation to the changing of social circumstances, the changing in relation to the educational requirements, but just be a little patient. However, having said that, students, because I've said that, although I know it's going to be difficult, I pray that you will try your best, do your best in transitioning from primary school to secondary school. And that was Mrs. Telemark, president of the Dominica Cooperative Societies League Limited. And Dominicans are encouraged to participate in an open-door plant-it-up stakeholders workshop at the UE Open Campus, which begins today at 9 a.m. Discussions will be held on the importance of the preservation and perpetuation of cultural architecture, as well as the incorporating of modern development styles that conjoins nature in an effort to combat climate change. It is spearheaded by the Society for Heritage, Architectural Preservation and Enhancement, or SHAPER Dominica, and is part of the FAO Green Cities Initiative in partnership with the FAO Ministry of Environment and the Forestry Wildlife Parks Division. Project manager Vanessa Prevo encourages persons to make themselves available to this opportunity at UE Open Campus. At 9 a.m. at the UE Open Campus, we will have be having our Plant It Up Roseau stakeholder um, workshop, and we invite residents of Roseau, business owners, landowners, and anybody with an interest in Roseau proper to come and join us. We'll be there from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. We want people to be aware that it's important to keep their buildings, their historic buildings, as much as possible for future generations. And we also want you to realize that the building building is just part of the wider environment in which you live in. You need to also get some trees involved in your in your landscape in, in into your city and into the area. Just for your own well-being, for your comfort, for health, for so many things. So it's a combination. The, the idea is to have balance. You must have buildings, but you also need your environment, your, your healthy and green environment around you. And that was a Planted Up project manager, Vanessa Prevo. Meantime, treasurer and team manager of the Planted Up Rosa project, Jacqueline Dupini, opines that in order to build sustainable cities that are critical to our survival in a time of climate change, it is paramount that our construction and development practices work jointly with nature. You know, in order to build sustainable cities that are critical to our survival in a time of climate change, 
it is very important that we design, we create, and we operate cities, our city, for such an event. The world over, they are recognizing that. In in fact, in some cities, skyscrapers must have their rooftops, either um, green energy or green rooftops, so that mitigates um, flooding within the city. Even, even um, in Mexico, there has been an initiative to do vertical gardens on the on the walls of the building so this has a cooling effect as well as cleaning the air from carbon monoxide which cars emit we should be putting up buildings that incorporate landscape into them and all of these are challenges for our architects and designers why don't we look at when we design a building that landscaping is incorporated into it so right away it's not only aesthetic but it 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 cools down that building and it cleans the air and it brings life to the city and that was the treasurer and team manager of the Plantita Perosa project jacqueline dupini and 23 Wednesdays later, the peace walkers of Dominica continue to be confident and to persevere as their conviction solidifies their aim for justice, democracy, and peace. No strangers to the streets of Roseau, the barricades of the police, the hot sun, and their collective strength, the peace walkers continue to trod for a better future for the next generation and a more peaceful and just society. The walkers held a press meeting before their official gathering where persons spoke about their concerns as to where the society is heading. If the pressure gets too tough, we seek out a man a man fickle to find a solution to our problems. We go up the steps to his office, we go quietly to his home, and we beg. And we do that in defiance of our declaration that we are Christian, that we follow Christ, but we are not Christ-like. We have moved in the exact opposite direction. So we walk to cause ourselves as a people to confront our honesty, our hypocrisy, our truth, and our lies. Because no nation, no society anywhere in history has made its mark or has even survived without confronting its reality. That's why we walk. If it be whoever, whoever, they should be there together as one, just remember, you all are forming a party, you all should be there as one to force up the opposition, right? In order that one said do it, don't go over the radio and talk. Come up on the street and walk the walk. See what you have to see. Because I can't believe a government that was suffering like that. And everybody was in their house hiding. And jam, no jam, just call them. Jack, it's time we stand up. Those so-called jam and those secret, they like secret weapons. And it's time they expose themselves to us to help me staff him matter. The walkers then took to the streets and continued their calls for justice, peace, and democracy. No justice, no peace! No justice, no peace! No sexual crimes against our children! No! The police seem to be protecting the criminals that apply in the dirtiness against our children! Shame! Stop! Child sexual abuse! That's why we come here! and continue to talk and stand for the liberation of our people. That is what we continue to stand and walk for. The liberation of our people. And here we are, liberated people. We want all to be free like us, to stand up like us, walk like us, walk with us, talk with us. I am a mother of seven children, and I refuse 
And that was some of the Peace Walkers of Dominica. And next Connect Production CEO Cecilia Santillier has promised that they are on another journey to provide an unforgettable experience to VVIP patrons at the World Creole Music Festival 2022. Next Connect is no stranger to the World Creole Music Festival as they were in charge of the VVIP section in 2019. Based on patron feedback, she stated that the experience of hosting the VVIP section in 2019 has raised the bar for Next Connect Productions. This year will be no exception as the underwater world will be brought to life in the VVIP village from decorations to culinary arts. She was speaking at the press conference of the Discover Dominica Authority yesterday. We're on a journey again. We did this once before, uh, Next Connects, hosting and producing and curating the VVIP in 2019. I think that that experience was amazing. I think it surpassed um, the patrons' expectations. So we have a very high bar to jump again. We intend to do that and do it well. Um, we have lots of exciting things planned. The, this year's theme is the coastal village theme. We're going to try to feature the underwater of Dominica, the champagnes of the world, the flora, the fauna. Um, again, we will have a village type experience in terms of what is being served to eat. We spend a lot of time putting the menus together to ensure that we create a journey, a three-day journey a cultural, musical, and culinary experience over the three days while you're in the VVIP. According to Santilla, the response from patrons has been incredible and based on statistics, the VVIP section for the season and single nights was sold out within a week and a half of the launch. And the season pass for the PVIP section was officially sold out as of yesterday. The response has been amazing. I think as of today, the um, VVIP season and nightly passes were sold out within a week and a half of the launch. And I believe as of today, we would be officially sold out on the PVIP, which is um, the party PVIP for the season pass. And I believe Saturday is sold out. So that means that if Saturday is sold out, season pass is sold out too. So now what's available is Friday, PVIP nightly and Sunday PVIP nightly. So we've been getting lots of questions about what's the difference, right? The difference between the VVIP and the PVIP is essentially um, the fact that the VVIP will be pampered a little more, as they should, and they will also have access to some spaces that are very special and some experiences that are just unique for the VVIP. In the end, everyone will gather on the PVIP grounds, which is front stage access, where there will be lots of bars, lots of food, but, um, and where the party will be. And that was Next Connects production CEO Cecilia Santillia. 
and a truly Christian, co-host of Jolly's Health Vibes and Advocate for Holistic Health, stated during yesterday morning's health program that whilst some of our attention may be on the festival season, we need to keep in mind that we are currently at the height of a hurricane season. She says that typically speaking, being from the Caribbean, we would be aware of how active this time of year is for the Atlantic Ocean because so many systems appear to occur then. Christian underlines the significance of just remaining alert, paying attention to weather forecasts, and making sure you are ready for any potential weather systems. We know as Dominicans how much can change in so little time yes. with a system. So whereas we are very <laughs> hype and we're excited, the independent season is coming around, everybody is planning for the festivities, we still have to be aware of the hurricane season and be prepared. And I'm speaking to myself as well as to the listening public <laughs> of health vibes put a little money aside for preparing for storms you know what i mean buy that bottled water and the canned or or, or the goods that won't perish easily that you have a little supply of food your as somebody mentioned on a on a post that i saw your babalen your your candles <laughs> your you know your lamps make sure you have you know if you have a solar um charger for your phone or something that that you have that charged up you want to take those steps make sure that you are trimming any overhanging branches around your property anything that could become a missile during a storm just follow the general guidelines that are always given for storm preparation and don't neglect to do those things because you're so busy planning for something else, you know? So so when you, you buy the WCMF tickets, if you haven't done so already, you know, put a little put a little aside for preparing for those storms. And that was holistic health advocate and co-host of Jealous Health Vibes, Miss Trudy Christian. And in other news, a Belair man became St. Lucia's 45th known homicide victim for the 2022 on Sunday uh, night. Uh, 35-year-old Kelvin Polius was shot and killed and another man severely wounded in a gun attack in Roseau, St. Lucia. Kelvin Polius is related to 23-year-old Sasha Polius, who was reported missing just earlier in July. Here's more. He'll come and tell me, Mommy, I never steal, I never kill. I never like do people nothing. You tell me that, Things like that. But I don't know why. I don't know. They just take him away from me. I don't know. Tell me, maybe like if somebody tell him something or they, he'll come and tell me. He always talking to me like he was close. He always will come and tell me, you know, talk to me and mommy, this and that and the other. I tell him, Kelvin, I tell you, I tell already. Then I'm um, stay by yourself, Kelvin. He tell me, yes, mommy, I'm not in, you know, I'm not looking for a with nobody. He was a nice person. He was nice to everybody. He will come here. When I don't see him, like, for two days, two days, three days, I'll call him, Kelvin, right? Tell me, mommy, I'm there, I'm okay. He will come here. He'll play with his little nephew. He'll play them, make them, like, talk to his girlfriend, make his girlfriend, they'll talk. He'll say, look my, look my nephew, things like that. The second victim of the Roseau shooting reportedly sustained a gunshot wound to the chest. He is reportedly in stable condition. Police have launched investigations into the deadly shooting. And audio credit to HTS News Force. Still in other news, uh, Shamina Bejum, who fled the UK and joined the Islamic State group, 
when she was just a teenager was smuggled into Syria by an intelligent agent for Canada or Canada. And Miss Bedram was 15 when she and two other East London schoolgirls traveled to Syria to join the ISIS group in 2015. Files seen by the BBC show he claimed to have shared Mr. Bedram's passport details with Canada and smuggled other Britons to flight for ISIS. Here's more. Megan was 15 when she left East London with two school friends. That was back in February of 2015. Uh, they took a plane to Istanbul where they met a people smuggler and they then made their way through Turkey to IS-controlled Syria. And once there, they disappeared until about four years later, where Shamima emerged from the ashes of the so-called IS caliphate. Now, at that point, the British government decided that Shamima Begum was a threat to the country and removed her citizenship. And since then, she's been in a detention camp in northeast Syria. And in the investigations that you were doing as part of your podcast, what have you uncovered? So the man who facilitated Shamima's journey through Turkey is called Mohammed Rashid. Now, we have obtained a dossier of hundreds of pages of information about him. And what it reveals is that he was part of a highly organised IS people smuggling network. And as well as moving people, he was also documenting evidence of their ID. So he was keeping records of the people he helped. Now, he says in an interview with authorities that he was doing this in order to pass information to the Canadian embassy in Jordan. He basically claims that he had two sort of handlers there and that he was working as an agent for them. We have been able to speak to a senior intelligence officer who has confirmed to us that Mohammed Rashid was indeed providing information to Canadian intelligence. And that's the morning news. Here's a recap of the headlines. A study found ethnicity is a risk factor in people with type 1 diabetes developing kidney disease and indicates that African Caribbean people with diabetes have a 60% greater risk of advanced kidney disease. Kelvin Polius, a Bellman man, was shot and killed and became St. Lucia's 45th known homicide victim for the year and another man was severely wounded in a gun attack, as Polius is related to a 23-year-old who is reportedly missing since July. And the Shamina Bijam, age 15, and two other East London schoolgirls who fled the UK and joined the Islamic State group were smuggled into Syria in 2015. Now her lawyers are challenging the removal of her British citizenship. The news has brought to you for the very kind compliments of Rudolph Thomas Enterprises. I've been your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Q, top of the hour news.